You found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the Bulls' big win over the Memphis Grizzlies, Kobe White stepping up yet again, and Zach and DeMar both go over 30 points. We're going to do talk about all that and more on today's Locked on Bulls. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prospix. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKED ON. That's prospix.com, promo code LOCKED ON. That's Pat, the designer, host and creator of the Windy City Breeze. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central. And Pat, the Bulls were down by 23 points at one point, came back and played an almost Perfect defensive second half to win this game. And I have to. You know, I talk about Billy Donovan when he's not coaching well. Billy Donovan coached the heck of a second half of this game, bro. I have no problems that I can point out with Billy Donovan's coaching in the second half. How do you feel about it, Pat? I'm right there with you. Uh, I thought that Billy Donovan, in, at the end of that first quarter, right, remember, this thing got out of hand quickly. Like, it was a close game, close game, defensive game. And then all of a sudden, right, uh, I believe with two minutes and 20 seconds to go in the first, all of a sudden it was three-pointer after three-pointer after three-pointer after three-pointer after three-pointer. It was like, what the heck just happened? And I, I did feel like Billy Donovan adjusted a little bit slow to that situation, right? They had come down, they had knocked down, probably four three-pointers uh, by the time we got to the 42nd mark, 52nd mark of the first quarter. And uh, Billy Donovan basically, it, a little slow for me, right, on, hey, maybe we should run him off of the three-point line. Came back in the second half, we're running him off of the three-point line a little bit more, making shots a little bit tougher. But didn't matter, right? Like, they were knocking down the shots. They, they, were, they were making shots early in that game, but they were making them a lot more contested, a lot tougher. And so uh, heading into the second half, and, and here's, I think, the biggest key, right? I love the fact that Billy Donovan was able to make an adjustment, but it's something that we don't see enough of from the Chicago Bulls on a consistent basis. I saw in that first half, the Chicago Bulls make defensive plays in the paint, block shots, get steals, all of those things. But what are you doing on the other end off of those defensive plays? In the second half, the Bulls were turning defense into offense, and that's how we were able to come back into this game. We were still getting the same steals. We were still getting the same blocks. And 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 to me, right, like, I thought that they were still playing at a very high level defensively once Billy Donovan made the transition. It just didn't matter because they were knocking down tough shots. And anytime you got a steal, you weren't able to make a bucket. But when you're able to turn that defense into offense, I think that's got to be a focal point heading into this offseason as well with players we acquire and stuff like that. Because how many times did we see Pat Bev, Io DeSumo, Kobe White, Patrick Williams go down on the other end after getting a big steal, big defensive play, and miss? Second half turned all of that around. I love what we saw out of Kobe White. Love what we saw out of Zach Levine. I thought this Bulls team played with so much heart in the second half, and they just completely destroyed what Memphis wanted to do. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast. 
I have no idea why the intro started on that, but nonetheless, we in this mug. Um, <laughs> we couldn't get the intro to play one day, and now we can't get the intro to I stop playing. Double intro. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. Turn it off. We turned it off. It's off. Okay, uh, all right, all right. Nonetheless, <laughs> <laughs> I love that when you talk about offense turning into defense, like, and uh, well, defense turning into easy offense, yeah. it, and it's a beautiful brand of basketball when you do it. Like, I looked at the second half of basketball from the Chicago Bulls, and it was probably some of the most exciting ball they've played all season long. When you, when you talk about Zach getting down here, and I love how, also how they started attacking Jaron Jackson Jr. He should have been fouled out. They, they were robbed on that one. But like, just and, and Zach Levine with the full court passes too. He he caught Kobe. He caught uh, Caruso on, on a couple of them. I love what this team did when they did find their 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 groove defensively and how that turned and made their offense easy. And then you saw them start riding with confidence. And then all of a sudden, they start hitting the shots that they weren't hitting in the first half. They start hitting those threes. They start doing those type of things. That that That's how we need to see this team play. And if this team learn, takes away anything from this game on the remaining four games of the season, that defensive effort is how you need to play for the full game. Yeah, 100%. And I think, right, like, even just here, – here's the thing. The, the part that we hated about when Jim Boylan, uh, the clown that he was – uh, was the head coach, right? Mm-hmm. Is that we just, we would take shots that didn't fit the team. We ran a scheme that didn't fit the players we had. When the Bulls started getting turnovers, they weren't running to the three-point line. When the Bulls started getting turnovers, they were getting to the bucket. They were they were, they were were forcing the ball out of Memphis's hand, and they were taking it the other way and getting the ball to the rack. They were forcing the ball away from, or when they were blocking shots, Patrick Williams blocking shots. I love what we saw from P. Will in the second half of this game. It felt like the second that he was on the court, he started to make an impact yeah. in the second half of this game. That's a fact. I thought that I thought that, that made such a big difference for the Bulls here. And going the other way, right, P. Will wasn't shying away from driving to the bucket. He was trying to get down there, forcing tough shots, trying to make the lay, trying to hit the tough shot off of the glass. Okay, Um off of the block shot, he's facilitating the ball ahead, attacking the bucket. We're not stopping going out and playing a style of game that doesn't fit the players that are on our team. Listen, we know what we have. We don't got sparks on this team. We got Zach Levine, who can really knock down the three ball. Kobe White, who's gaining a little bit more confidence in it. And Patrick Williams. Those are your three-point shooters on this team. And they're not all the most consistent. Zach Levine, I believe, was three for eight in this game from the three-point line, something like that. So it really makes it a hard time when a team is killing you on the three-point line and you're trying to come back shooting threes, something you don't do really well. I thought the Bulls used their defense to get themselves shots that were in positions that they are the most successful at. And I think that that's the one thing that, like you said, if you're going to take anything away from this, that's what you want this to turn into. I don't need you to get a steal, get it down there, and Pat Bev's knocking down a corner trade ball every time down the court that's not the kind of player that we have on our team listen if we go out and get Steph Curry this offseason or heck even Seth Curry this offseason right (laughs) yeah let's run a little bit more of that three-point action we don't have that guy right now and so to me I thought the Bulls used their defense to really turn their game into a style of offense that fits what we do best and put uh, uh um Memphis is some really bad positions, including Jaron Jackson. Once you, once you started to get him out of the game, it really opens things up down low for you. Oh, for sure, for sure. And I, I think the the and it all comes down to the Bulls. They rebounded better. We still got out by, rebounded by double digits in this game, but we were rebounding better. We were getting more turnovers. Uh, we forced them to eighteen turnovers, where we only had one. So. When you do that, you're able to get out in transition. And we know we have so many players. When you get out on the open court, 
We can get creative on the open court. We didn't even see Javante in this game. But when you have DeMar, when you have Zach, when you have uh, Pat Bev, when you have Kobe, when you have even Iota Sumu out in the open court and Patrick Williams, do, any combination of those players, especially when we have the mismatch in, in that transition, that's a dangerous team that the Chicago Bulls can be when they get out in transition that way. We have to give a special shout-out to um, D- Derrick Jones Jr. Oh, for sure. He has been called on. In the third quarter of games, not to start the game, just to be ready. And when they put him in versus John Morant, Jaron Jackson, uh, uh, Desmond Bain, all them boys, right? Luke Kennard, I believe, was on the floor at that point as well, who was sparking up in the first half. When they put him in next to P. Will, it really, really was a big spark in that third quarter defensively. And he was just ready to go. He was like, whatever y'all need, I'll get in here. I'll make plays. Derek Jones Jr., has played well enough that I during the game I was like we might actually need to resign him. Like, well, I mean, we he, have him under contract for another year, but um, oh, he is he is he got the player option? Yeah, he has, he has a player, player option. option. Yeah, he has a player option for okay, next so, season. Well, I mean, he he gets to pick what he want to do. Yeah, then. he gets to pick what he wants hey, to do. Hey. But I, I will. Derek Jones Jr. new nickname should be Stay Ready because he always stays ready. He always stay ready. He always stay ready. ready. There's never I'm a time where, where Derrick Jones Jr. is not ready. It doesn't matter the role. It doesn't matter the position. All see, his, his role has been inconsistent and up and down all season long. And every time he gets in the game outside of a couple, he makes some type of impact play. He he yeah. he affects the game in some way every single game. And that's not, not something that I want to overlook just considering like – you know, when you it, it's hard. We always talk about players getting in rhythm, things like that. Like it's hard to catch a rhythm when you're when your role is that inconsistent. But Derek Jones Jr. has found a way. And I want to commend him for that because that young brother has played such a such a big part in some of the Bulls' biggest wins this season. If you go back to some of them, uh Derek Jones Jr. has had a role in, in a lot of those. Not all of them, because some of them he didn't get in on, yeah. but he's had he's had a role in all of them. I mean, in most and of them. All, and and all I ask from from everybody, right? It's the same thing that I'm saying about DJJ. Javante Green, Alice Caruso, P. Will, Kobe White. The the biggest thing the Chicago Bulls are missing are people that have an impact. Yeah. And when DJJ comes in the game, at least as of as of late, right? Like, and, and since he's been back um getting into regular rotation or second half rotation, I should say, he's having an impact. He's making an impact the second he gets on the court. I was irritated with P. Will in the first half because I was like, dude, you're just out there running. You've been out there eight or uh, <laughs> it was like 11, 12 minutes. And I was like, I'm glad you're getting your cardio up, but are you going to do something on the defensive end? Are you going to do something on the offensive end? <laughs> well, and he I hurts. He hurts. I, I, I don't care about yeah. the offensive end because I do agree with Austin Rivers who said, yeah. if I got three dudes on my team that are getting 20 shots, I'm not going to get them. Yeah. But there needs to be an impact on some part of the floor. And I thought we saw that from P. Will, Kobe White, uh, uh, DJJ, um, Alex Caruso even. By the way, Alex Caruso is still a pretty good basketball player. When Billy Donovan doesn't put him up against the power forward, that's crazy. <laughs> well, next up, we got we to gotta get into our break. Uh, one of the things that is crazy that the over-under for Kobe White coming into this game was 12. If you would have took the over, you would have won that. You know how you how, and how you can take those overs? If you go and play Daily Fantasy Made Easy, and that's with prize picks. How does it work? You pick two to six players, and if they're going to score more or less than the prize pick projections. You can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. 
entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. PrizePix offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's just that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code LOCKEDON at sign up for instant deposit match up to $100. All right, Pat. So we got to talk about it, brother. Kobe White. Alec Jacoby White. He balled out in this game, bro. I was so impressed with Kobe. And when he got that uh, that dunk on the assist from uh, Zach Levine, the face that he made, he looked over towards the bench. I was like, oh, yeah, Kobe about to cook the rest of this game. And yeah. cooked he did. How did you feel about the game from Kobe White today? I, I'll say this, and I'll, I'll, I'll turn this back on you with a question. Has Kobe White's IQ improved enough that we need to be looking to see if maybe he's our point guard going into next season because how he facilitated and was able to play off ball mm-hmm. with Zach Levine on the court mm-hmm. was actually that impressive versus a very high IQ point guard in John Moran. Like it, it, I, John Moran has been praised as one of the highest IQ point guards in the NBA. He's only been in the league two, three years. I know that we love and, and and I do think that Kobe's more of a two guard. Mm-hmm. But if you can continue to get smarter at the level that he has in one season and one off season, I think that a conversation may need to be started. Now I'm not saying that it's the end all be all, but I'd be willing to have the conversation of it because I feel like he has gotten guys a lot more open with his ability to just say, I can get to the bucket if I really want to, which means you're going to play up, which means DeMar DeRozan has more room. Zach Levine has more room to operate cutting to the basket, which means easy passes. Here's what I'll say. Um, I can see a world in which Kobe White can be a starting point guard in this league. Uh, the way I look at it is do you, you wouldn't consider Jamal Murray a pure point guard, would you? No, no. And Kobe White can absolutely play a similar role. Now, I think that that team's made up completely differently, and Jokic does so much of the of the ball handling and setup work down there. But I, I say that depending on how else the rest of the team, I can see Kobe White in that with his decision, his defense, all the things, his playmaking, his decision making, all those things have grown exponentially for Kobe. I just think with unless. And it also depends on what we're going to do on the bench because I also think he is needed for what he does on the bench and having that decision-making there as well. But I'll say this. If if AK tries to sell us on we're going to have Kobe White as a starting point guard and we still bring Pat Bev back and maybe he's the he comes off the bench and you have him as a safety net, Yeah, I can understand that happening. I just I, I'm not even saying that it, it's something that has to be done. I'm not even saying that I'm all in on the idea of it because I do think Kobe White has played better as a shooting guard for the Chicago Bulls. I think his shooting percentages has been better. Mm-hmm. But um, when you look at him as a point guard, right, I think he's just a better all around player. Oh, right for sure. Now for sure. In, in totality. And I, I said this right. Listen, and, and that's that's huge for me. 
when when it comes to what the Chicago Bulls are going to be able to do, because if we're being 100% honest, right, Kobe's shooting the lowest of his career, lowest from three, lowest from two. He's struggling more often offensively than we've seen all season, but he's a higher IQ player. He's picking his spots when he has to. He's finding guys open when he needs to. He's playing better on the defensive end. He's playing the passing lanes better. He looks like a much better defender. Like, all of these things that go into it, right, and I, I can say, if you give me the rest of that, and every now and then you give me a night like the night where I'm sitting there looking at you like, yeah, you can't leave Kobe wide open. I feel like he's at least a threat that helps you move into a modern offense. I would be willing to have the conversation, even if it is, like you said, off of the bench. Maybe he fills in some at the point guard. Maybe he fills in some at the two guard going into next season. If you don't feel like, no, 110%, he has to be the point. Hey, I feel you there. I, I, I mean... It, listen, it gives AK another tool, right? The biggest thing is, is whatever he's going to uh, get out uh, offers or be willing to sign for, are, are you looking at that and saying, hey, we, we're going to try to roll this season with Kobe as our point guard. We'll still have some solid backups in there that need to step into Pat Bev or whatever else if it doesn't work out. Um, but then I still think you have to long-term, maybe find a different option at point guard long-term, but yeah. at where we sit right now, considering how cash-strapped we are, unless we do the career-ending injury exception for Lonzo, you can do a lot worse than trying to run run Kobe as your starting point guard again. You can do a lot yeah. worse than that. Came out the night, and we've talked about him all season, really playing well, but 19-6-4. and four, yeah. um, it, it, it is weird to say, but it, it, when you think about the fact that he's also like 6-6, six, six, and he's just like, oh yeah, he is like not small. Yeah. Um. I. It, it just. It to me. I, I looked at everything tonight and how he picked his spots and how he was able to pick the defense apart at times, right? And I felt like this feels like a modern offense in the second half. In the first mm -hmm. half, it didn't. Right. In the first half, it was a completely different game. You also have to remember that part of it. But it felt like a modern offense in that second half. And I. I, I mean, that's what we're trying to get to. Now it's like you said. A lot goes into that. You do need to have a passing big man, mm -hmm. very much like Vooch. Vooch we have in Vooch. But but is Vooch going to get re-signed, right? Yeah. Like, you have to have that guy for a, for a point guard like Kobe White. You need to have a guy like Zach Levine, who we'll talk about in this next segment, had a day passing the ball and being able to score the ball. And you need to have those assassins lined up that can knock down the three ball when the ball is passed to them. But I think, like you said, you can do a lot worse than Kobe White in, in, in this situation. Go ahead and give him the clap it up for Kobe real quick. Give him the clap it up for Kobe. Let me, let me, let me hit you with a uh... clap it up. Clap it up. Yeah, you got to clap it up for Kobe, man. I love, I love, I loved what we saw from the young fellow today. I'm not going to lie to you, man. And it, it's, it's good to see the growth in him, right? One off season, he's turned into a completely different basketball player. Completely different. Complete, and 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 even this season, if he started off the season giving us defense, giving us the playmaking, showing that improved ball handling, but the shot wasn't falling. If you look yeah. at him post All Star break, I'm sure his his shot's been falling at a much more consistent rate. And you could see you see the confidence growing in Kobe White. You see yeah. it, and so I'm, I'm post All Star break. Kobe White has gone from averaging 8.8 .8 points to 10.9. Okay, cool. He's gone from shooting 41% to 47% from field goal range. And he's gone from shooting 35 to 43% from three-point range post-All-Star break. This, the shooting has come. The one thing that you can knock on Kobe at the beginning of the season was the shooting. The shooting's now starting to catch up with the other things that he's been giving us all season. I love to see the growth and development from Kobe White, man. It's been and amazing to see. Th that that's what I tell a lot of people, right? Like the one thing, if if you feel like there's a skill set that a guy has, and he can just do that well, 
it'll mm-hmm. come back. The thing is, what are the growth pieces around that, right? Like, as much as everybody was was down on Zach Levine at the beginning of this season, I told y'all on this podcast, and there were moments where I was down on him shooting the basketball as well. I was like, listen, you're not doing nothing but shooting. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to knock down shots. But if if you're going to be able to make an impact on the court, you need to be able to do everything else. You need to be able to shoot, uh, defend the basketball, facilitate the ball. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All of those things do play a part in the game of basketball as well. <laughs> for sure. For sure. For sure. Shout out to Kobe White for his improvement this season. Shout out to him for just doing his thing overall. It's been a great season to see Kobe White develop as a player. Um, and, you know, I, it, it sucks that this happens. In, not sucks, but, you know, the fact that it's happened now in the contract year where we can ask the question, like, hey, is he actually going to come back or not? Listen, yeah. I think at this point, like, if Kobe does, if they don't bring Kobe back, you've had to make some vast adjustments to this roster because I'll tell you what right now, I don't see a lot of people out there in, in this free agent period that are going to be better than what Kobe White can give you as a two-way player. Yeah, I'm, I I don't disagree with you, man. I don't disagree with you. It, it's madness out here, right? And as, uh, as, by the way, as March Madness comes to an end, you like that segue? That was good. Uh, <laughs> as March Madness is coming to an end, man, and we, we're here in April now, you know what I mean? Uh, we know that you guys had a favorite bar or puff, and guess what? You had to make it count during the month of March. I was voting for the churro puff. Hopefully we get some results on that back soon on who won that contest, but I was voting for the churro puff. I was also voting for, uh, I don't know who I was voting for. The women's one today, LSU, Caitlin, Caitlin Clark took the L in this one. Uh, Angela Reese did a good job uh, coming out with the dub. They balled out. In don't, don't worry about what's going on, man. I can't wait for the WNBA draft. We need, we need a lucky stroke. Where are we, where are we picking at? We don't have any picks. We're trading them off for Marina Mabry. Dang it. Yeah. Sucks. Anyway, uh, and when <laughs> if your box does win, you'll be entered in a drawing where 50 lucky locked on listeners get a free box of built. Not only that, but one locked on fan will get a 12 month subscription to built to have built's best bars and puffs delivered monthly straight to their door. Gotta try it, man. Built's the best protein bar legit ever. I'm not even going. That's that's not even the ad read. Like it, it actually is. I'll sit there and have a built bar as a snack before bed or something like that, man. Like, it, it's that good. If I want to have something sweet to eat, a dessert, I can absolutely go to built.com uh, and enjoy that, man, or at Sam's Club and or Walmart. So tune in with both of them. Grab you a box of Built Bars. I'm a fan, like I said, of the Churro Puffs. So check that out and make sure that you run to builtmarshmadness.com right now to see if your favorite bar or puff won over at builtmarshmadness.com. All right, Pat. So last, which is weird that we're making this the last topic of the day, but hey, DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine, both over 30 points today. Hey, I'm going to throw, let, let's have some fun with it. Who had the better 30 point game? I'm not going to lie. I love how Zach did. DeMar did it so methodically, right? Mm. It, it, it was a very DeMar game, but Zach to me did it in a, hey, listen, I'm coming downhill and I'm not going to lie to you, it's nothing you can do about it. Like, I, I just love a dominant performance like that. Like, when he was just driving to Jaron Jackson, and Jaron Jackson was like, I'm a blocker. He was like, no, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> but it, it was a couple of possessions for me uh, f- for, from Zach today that just made it be a better game overall. Um, and you just have to acknowledge it. A, the three in John Morant's face. I just, like, take that with you, young fella. Take that with you. Um, Jared Jackson breakdown? Then the Jared Jackson breakdown. And then another time where, was it Bain? Was it Bain or Brooks? One of them, and he kind of, he did the little stop and then and then go uh, motion to get him on the back. 
Come on, man. Like, Zach Levine had a game tonight that you want to see from Zach Levine. And it, 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 it Zach Levine, pre and post All Star, but let me not say completely, because he really started turning the season around more towards around the mid December. But, like, just how good Zach Levine's been. And this was a Zach Levine performance that you just watch and you were, are reminded of, hey, this is exactly why we felt okay to give this man $215 million, fella, because he, with Zach Levine's playing like this. He's one of the best scorers in the league, man. Yeah, no, and and he's proving it night in, night out. I mean, he, he's coming with he's coming with more confidence. He's coming, and and I think it's also right. Like, remember, Zach had a couple of nagging injuries early on in the season. I think that there is something that plays into the fact that he feels more confident, not only just in his body, but also in his ability to attack the rim uninhibited with his hand. Now, um, I, I I thought Zach Levine played well, but I, I'll be honest with you, I thought Demar was the perfect accent piece tonight. Oh, for sure. Like honestly, when when he got the ball, and and there was a couple of times where it was like we need Demar. I'll keep saying this: there are moments where you just need Demar Derozan to be exactly what we've talked about him being, which is just a pure cold-blooded assassin. There was a moment, I think it was on right baseline, he's got Desmond Bain on his backside, shimmy shake, pump fake, Bain's jumping, step through, pull up, jay it in your face. It was like, like where are you going to find that level of dominance uh, in a one-on-one player in the NBA right now? You need those moments, and I love the fact that DeMar was able to provide those moments in this game. Everybody was a key asset in the Chicago Bulls coming back in this game. I will say this, though. Uh, maybe let's do it a little bit more in the uh, in, in the first half. Here's yeah, what I'll say, though. Like, I don't think this game feels as good if we didn't have the first half that we had. Like, I'm, okay a- with, I'm okay with it being a regular feeling game if we still win by 128-107, but we also play well in the first half. I'm <laughs> I, I, okay I, with I, that. I feel that. I'm good with that. I feel that. Especially also, with the season that we had. We, we don't go as Stacy very often on this podcast, but Stacy King said, I want cookies, uh, and I'll also take the ding-dongs. What's up? What's going on with that, Hey, Stacey? bro, I mean, you you literally talked about women's basketball and then followed it up by talking about the pick the box you want. So, I mean, things happen, bro. <laughs> things happen, bro. I mean, I, I started to call it out then, but I was like, I'm going to let that one slide. So, you know, I mean. Things were done. Things were done. <laughs> yo! Hey, yo! Whoa! Oh, I mean, there's man. There's nothing I can say. What do you want from me? Wow. Oh man, I love doing this show with you, brother. Uh, that might be the line. I'm not gonna lie to you. That might be the one that gets us a little. Close. <laughs> that might be the one. <laughs> oh God, oh, I want to go man. to Stacy, but I can't. I can't. Yeah, you got. You got to let Stacy breathe on that one, bro. Um, but a great game from the Bulls overall tonight, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Great game from the Bulls, man. Great show from you as well. Great podcast yeah. overall, bro. Watch out for that boxing one is all I'm saying. But no, uh, the uh, I thought I thought the Bulls play well, man. Follow us on everything at Locked On Bulls. You can follow me on everything <laughs> at Path and Designer. You can follow me at CEO Hayes, the CEO H-A-I-Z-E. And thank you for making Locked On Bulls your first listen today. Now make your second listen Locked On, I'm sorry, Game to Game NBA. 
every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. For Pat the Designer, I'm Hayes. This has been Locked On Bulls, and we out this month.